0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has just done a wee with no blood in it. It's Richard Herrick. very much hello hello Leicester Square Theatre lovely to be back from the home of this podcast uh welcome to Richard Herring's lymphocyte stimulation test podcast and of course I don't need to tell you this podcast is all going to be about measuring the ability of lymphotes to respond in vitro to an activation stimulus that's what we're gonna get all the guests out it's just a new direction. See how that goes down. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, the diet's going okay. I've, uh, I've lost a, another pound. I'm an, over a stone. Gone now. Stone, one stone, one pound. So that's... Uh, I don't think... My plan was to wear the suit that I wore in 2015 by the end of this series. I'm not, it's not going fast enough. We'll see. Or I might just wear it and let it break. Uh, but uh, I've got a new prop that uh, this is... Uh, the audience have seen this. This is my new cat. This is my new uh, baton de commandant. That would have been called in the old days. It's just this is a little cane. I'm gonna just have just as a gimmick. It's a gimmick for my. You enjoy this, sir. Look, you lean on it. Oh, see. Yeah, you're loving it, aren't you? Didn't laugh. You were here last week. You didn't laugh at a thing. And then I just that. That's. It's all you need. Just a little twirl that. Right. This could really hurt someone. It's the one living in the front row. Yeah because you can it like was pretending it was my penis there. That, that was that was the cause you can't do that can you now and then now those, you can't do that. Can't pretend a cane's a penis to a stranger anymore. Unless they want do you want that? Yeah, she does want it. So it's fine. Fine. You have to ask first. Mate. So, I'll just keep that there. George the sound guy wants this. He wants to take this home, he said, That's mine. Jess from the theater uh, said he could have that. He's got a very sad <laughs> It's a very sad life, George George the incompetent Sam guy, but it's nice. He'll go home tonight, he'll be lying in bed with oh, imagining it's my penis. <laughs> you do not have my permission, George, you do not have my permission. So good, we filled the time. it would have, it would have passed in any case, but not so quickly. It's a little uh, uh, quote from uh, Waiting for Godot. That's how uh, that's how classy we are. So our guest this week, she's probably best known for being the woman in the sex shop in Fleabag. Come on, that's a pretty good credit she's in Fleabag. Will you please welcome the amazing London Hughes, ladies and gentlemen? the cane the cane does it every time you know, i want to do a little thing cuz it's obviously social media and that right, yeah know. we are filming this already right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys. who's that who's that gray haired bloke in the back i know who's that this is old white dude There we go. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming along. How are you you doing? Make yourself at home. (laughs) Hello. You will have to you will have to talk into a microphone eventually, though. You're posting it now. Okay. This is this is what you get when you get youngsters on. You get youngsters on. I don't know where it's just beside you. I think I can see a wire. There. Hello
1: hi guys thank you for staying i was like they're not gonna stay for me after James, and you stayed thank you of course you. they stayed appreciate it <laughs> what's the matter
0: babe? Of course they stayed these but there's some boys in a state of shock <laughs> See, seeing a lady's shoulders some of them have never seen that much <laughs> <laughs> they've never been happy in their life so woman in the sex shop in Flea yeah
1: Bay. yeah do you want to know how that happened? Yeah, I want to know so, how they, what
0: involved, what so
1: happened. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. she's a badass. What happened was she, I think she's a fa- she was a fan of mine, okay. or I auditioned for another show that she did on Channel 4 called Crashing, oh, yes. and I didn't get it. She remembered my audition tape and was like, I'm just going to put this bitch in Fleabag. <laughs> but at the time, Fleabag weren't Fleabag. It was just a show called Fleabag. And my agent rang me and was like... Do you want to be in Fleabag? I was like, why? Why would I do that? And she was like, Olivia Coleman's in it. I was like, okay. <laughs> if it's good enough for Liv, do you know what I mean? I'll yeah. do it. And then, I w- <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I, didn't, I had no idea who Phoebe was. I yeah. knew that she wrote stuff, but I didn't know she had like a one-woman show. I didn't know anything about her. And she was just so lovely. And she was like, London. This is my middle-class white woman voice. London. I wish, I wish I could give you more, but it's just a small scene, but you're gonna kill it. And I was like, Phoebe, it's alright, it's TV, do you know what I mean? I'll take the money, do you know what I mean? <laughs> what else am I gonna do? And um, yeah, I did the scene, and it was me, her, Jamie Dimitri, and we were in a sex shop, and I had to flirt with her a little bit, and I had to talk about this vibrator called the borrower. And oh, yeah. um <laughs> and, and it was fun, and then after working with Phoebe, she like. She thought I was awesome, which is true that I am.
0: Yeah, that is true. I've heard.
1: And she just, she's can continue to be my friend in life. And now she's my home girl. She even signed my. So I've, you know, well, I'm a big deal now. And um. I just got signed in America. But to get signed in America, you have to get a visa and work out there. And Phoebe signed my visa thing to basically say I'd be an asset to the entertainment industry in America. Wow. She's such an awesome woman. I love her to bits. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's how Fleabag happened. Oh, brilliant. But I've only ever seen my episode. I heard it's good though. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's really good. It is
0: very good. Is episode very good. three,
1: that's me, episode three. As I've only ever seen... Heard it's good. Heard is really funny. You should watch it. It's on Catch Up. It's on Catch Up.
0: You backstage are telling me that I'd chosen the wrong, embarrassing... Well, you had another idea for t- Yeah, for, an, a, for my
1: embarrassing thing. Embarrassing thing. thing. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be famous. But for a real reason, not just like a reality reason. Like I'm very talented. and <laughs> I'm truly talented. And um I always tried... I was that girl that was trying to be on TV all the time. I auditioned for Big Brother four times. Um The fourth time I actually got through, but I had to repeat... They told me if I went on that series, I would have had to repeat uni, the first year of uni again. And I chose education. Mm. And I said no. And the year was, do you remember when, who watches Big Brother Is anyone fans of Big Brother? No, when it was classy with Davina, not this new shit. The classy, <laughs> Davina Big Brother, classy Big Brother. Um, the, the year that Brian, Black guy Brian from, oh, yes. Essex, from Basildon. That year he won. He I was, was supposed good. to be in the house that year, and I turned that shit down. But um <laughs> apart from that, I also uh, had a pres- my first ever TV job was presenting Babe Station in the daytime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These guys all watch it. They they all they've all seen. That's why they're
1: here. Babe it's good. No, it sounds proper porny. It's not that porny. It's all right. So basically, imagine like (laughs) in the day, it's like wave station because obviously the channel got to keep running. They got to pay bills, isn't it? But there's not allowed, you're not allowed nudity at four in the afternoon. So it's just me. So it's like live TV, and it's just me like, hi, you're watching Flirt UK with London. And then you know at the bottom of the screen, you could like text in back in the day before iPhones were a thing, remember? And you could just text in like, and it said 073, and you text in at the bottom of the screen. You could do that, and then you could also send in your picture to me. So I'd be like, this is Rich, he likes black girls. If you think Rich is nice, text in. And then at the bottom be like, hey Rich, ASL, which means age, sex, location. Yeah. And Don't then like... Tell me and then you would, like, yeah. talk through the TV. Yeah, it's called Flirt UK, and it was £20 an hour, and then at 11 o'clock, that's when the porn started. So I'd go off.
0: <laughs> Do you know
1: what I mean? I'm out of there. <laughs> My grandma's a Christian. I was out of there. <laughs> but the porn stuff was crazy, because the porny girls, they would be like normal girls, and they'd be like working and be like, ah, oh, ah, oh, fuck me, fuck me, but then be like, all right, babe, there's chicken nuggets in the fridge. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> It was so weird. They'd be on the phone to their kids, on the phone to the clients, kids' clients, kids' clients, and they would be, yeah. But I got the sack from that.
0: Yeah, how come?
1: Um, <laughs> so basically, what I, I was quite naive, I was 18. Um, and I was really quite naive. And I'm really funny as a person, don't know if you can tell. And like, if you put a camera on me and it's live TV for how many hours, I'm gonna say some, I'm gonna think of content. So I started talking about my shoes. So I was like, today I'm wearing these shoes, da, da, da. And then guys would be like, yeah, yeah, put your feet up again. I'd be like, okay, this week I'm wearing these shoes. This week. And I didn't realize that foot fetishes was a thing. Cause I was 18. So guys were like wanking off to my feet on daytime, Daytime Flirt UK, so my producer came in and was like, I need to talk to you about your content, like you can't do Hoosie Shoes anymore, because, can't can't do Husey Shoes because people, there's foot fetishes and people are wanking off to you, they like it and you need to stop doing Husey Shoes, so that was strike one, so I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm gonna stop doing Husey Shoes, and then I was like, Why don't you send in stuff? So I'd get them to send in pictures and I'd make stories about the pictures. See, it was good four o'clock in the afternoon and you get me, great content. And people would send in a picture and I'd be like, this is Jim and I'd make up a story about Jim. And we had this regular that always sent in pictures of himself. And Sky Plus had just been invented where you could pause the TV. And um, this guy, I I think it was Jim, I can't remember. He paused the TV with my face on it, got his dick out. (laughs) Can I say dick on this?
0: You can say anything right, you like. got his dick out.
1: <laughs> put his dick next to my face and then took a picture of that, got his friend to take a picture of that and then sent it in to me. And now back then, pixelation wasn't our friend, innit? Because it was all blurry. So I couldn't really tell that that was a picture of a dick in my mouth. I was just me. So I, I put the picture up. Like, stop. <laughs> so at four in the afternoon, if you were watching Sky Channel 872, you'd see me like this with a dick in my mouth. With a nice pink penis in my mouth um, for an afternoon. And then when I pull it up, you know when like you panic because I saw I pull it up. I was like, "Ah, ah, ah," and I couldn't take it down. It was up there a bit too long. And then Ofcom found out.
0: Yeah. That's what they're there for.
1: But why are you watching? Who's complaining about Writes in. Oh yeah, I was going. I was on Babe station in the daytime, and I saw a, a dick in a, a girl's mouth. It's
0: very respectable in the daytime. Do you know what
1: I mean? It's
0: just flirting in the daytime. You the I shoes. Mean?
1: And that's the thing. And because I already, I already did the whole Hughes' shoes thing, and that was a debacle as it is. They were like, we can't have you. You're a liability. So they <laughs> sacked me from babe station.
0: Did you get, but, Did you go straight to CBBC after that?
1: (laughs) My next job, six months later, was CBBC. No bullshit. That was my next job. And I know some of the dads remembered me from another time. (laughs) Okay. I understand.
0: I bet you got weirder people on CBeebies than on Babe Station. Oh, my
1: God. I'm even more of a a sexual heartthrob in the kids' world. (laughs) Weird. That sounded weird. (laughs) No, but you need to. (laughs) No, so. (laughs) No. no... (laughs) Sounds weird. Not a pedophile. Not a pedophile. Here's the thing. No, I just need to stress that. Keep that bit in. I'm not, oh, well, okay. not a paedophile. So... W-
0: it's going to be only that, yeah, That's yeah. the only one going to be...
1: Not a paedophile.
0: <laughs> People are saying you're a paedophile. I'm not a paedophile.
1: Not a paedophile. Not a paedophile. No, there's a... There's, here's a... Wait, so... Yeah. On Kids, on Kids TV, like... There's this whole taboo of, like, sexy kids presenter type thing. And I'm very fit. So I fit that. (laughs) So I fit that mold of, like, sexy kids presenter. And when I was on CBBC, I just got all the weirdos just sending me stuff. And there was this one guy, and he just wanted me to always wear satin trousers and rub my thighs. And he would send satin trousers to my agent and be like, can London please wear this on the show when she introduces Tracy Beaker? And I'm like... (laughs) So weird. So there was like satin thing. And then I recently found out, guys, which I'm actually really excited about. I'm massive in the Gunge fetish world. <laughs> like, at a Gunge fetish is a thing. And my friend was on a date with this guy, and she was he was going through her Instagram and he saw a picture of me and her together, and he was like, You know London Hughes? And she was like, Well, obviously, like, obviously, like she's my friend. And I think she just thought, you know, he recognized me from TV because I'm a star. But here's the
0: thing: <laughs> he
1: recognized me from the gunge websites. So when I was, um, I used to present a show called Scrambled on ITV, and I it used to get gunged, yeah. and these gunge fetish people would like, rip the clips and pull it up and it's had hundreds of thousands of views and people love watching me get gunge. I give good gunge. And they'd be like, they'd be like, you'd read the comments and be like, oh, at 22 seconds when a mouth's open. ah, oh. And I'm like, what? People are sick in it. <laughs>
0: sick. Gunge. I mean, you'd be sacked from Babe Station that and that kind I'm of thing. Yet, it's allowed on CBeebies.
1: Sick with the gut, like proper light like, and it's just, they slow it down, add music, make it all sexy like a late night Channel 5 movie. Literally, it was disgusting, but also I was really flattered. <laughs> I was so flattered about that. It's so, a yeah. very
0: powerful thing being a presenter on CBeebies, I'm yeah. telling you, because you, what you've got, speaking from experience, yeah. is some very tired parents, mm-hmm. Uh, who have found themselves trapped in a terrible situation that they didn't want
1: to have. they didn't expect They didn't, didn't know it was going to
0: have. They thought it would be beautiful and it's horrible. Yeah. And, you know, you're not seeing your partner because you're just working shifts at this job of raising a human being. Yeah. And then these happy, jolly, innocent-looking, gunge-covered <laughs> g- girls come on. And it gets, you know, luckily... Uh, you were before my time yes. on CBeebies, so yes. if you were Rebecca from CBeebies, we'd be in trouble. Then. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at
1: you're that. Fine. You're okay, fine. Okay, thank you. I'm uh, really happy about but that.
0: But kind of, it's a sort of primeval, because they, they're the only grown ups you see. In the oh, day. really? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. So uh, you're you're looking after babies, and you're not really seeing your partner because you're taking it in shifts.
1: So you're just wanking and over so, kids so, presenting. No, I mean
0: it's not even that. Mentally wanking over them, but you're not... <laughs> you don't have the energy to even actually masturbate. Oh, so okay. it's just... It's more you think these people are your friends. Not Andy from Andy's Dinosaur Adventures. He can fuck right. What?
1: Andy's great! We love Andy! Fuck
0: writer.
1: Andy's wicked, mate. Love Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Yeah, CBBC's crazy. I've got stories. Now that I've left, because they say... Say what the fuck I want. There's so much stuff that goes on there. Like they have the best parties, like Blue Peter parties. Oh my God, free bar. Everyone I'm throwing up on the one show sofa. Like it's mad, it is mad. Every Thursday, a cart comes around at 4pm. They called it Wine Thursdays. I didn't start drinking until I became a CBBC presenter. <laughs> Literally, everyone's like, London, it's Wine Thursday. It's 4 o'clock. What are you drinking? And I'm like, oh, babes, I just want the lemonade. And like, no, no, down it, down it. And then I'm on live TV, like, coming up next is skimming it. <laughs> Sk- and skimming it. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's a lot of fun, and your yeah. taxpayers pay for that shit, man. It's just... <laughs>
0: Well, we yeah. should get to see that then if we're paying for it. That's yeah. why. So
1: well, One Thursday. That's I, I loved think. it. Best job ever.
0: It's yeah.
1: Great. Yeah, because I was 21 at the time, just left uni, dropped out of uni to be on CBBC. What were
0: you studying at uni? Television
1: studies. <laughs> the worst degree to study if you want to be on TV. They just make you watch episodes of Desmond's over and over again. It was just so weird. <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible degree. I hated it. And um, I just. At the moment, <laughs> that one got to you, in it, babes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just Desmond. Just Desmond. Yeah, this. Is how just Desmond's. Is you make TV, Desmond's.
1: No, just Desmond's man. It's a good show. I was like, it was just crazy, and then I, I remember like being at uni and thinking like. I'm just gonna get this degree, then go up to the BBC and be like, "Give me a job." And I'm so happy that I found comedy and I got in that way because I'd be working in Topshop right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I'm really happy. But yeah.
0: So how did you get into stand-up? You, you won the Funny Women. Yeah. Two thousand and seven. Nine. Two thousand nine.
1: Yeah, I'd only been doing comedy for two months when <laughs> I won. Right. Everyone else can suck a dick, bruv. I'm funny. <laughs> I was like. I was just, I actually only entered because I wanted to see women do comedy, because I'd never seen women do comedy before. And Catherine Ryan won it the year before me. So Catherine Ryan gave me my award and she went on to do fuck all with her life. So (laughs) look at that. No, Catherine's great. Yeah, she gave me my award. It was crazy. It was hit. The semi finals was hit. Oh, really? Yeah. And 2009. And I remember just thinking, there's so many white people here. And I've never done... Because I was on the black comedy circuit, and I feel like people don't know that exists, but it's a circuit where Richard Blackwood is king, right? (laughs) And... (laughs) He is absolute. And you just perform to black audiences in big spaces. And it's next level. Like, this shitty circuit. Oh, my God. The black comedy circuit. If black people find you funny, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the slavery, but we have to just release it. Like, we have to laugh really loud. So I was doing gigs on the black comedy circuit. And they would laugh, throw chairs, be like, oh, my God. She's so funny. So I remember the first time I did a gig in front of white people, and they just laughed. And I came off stage like... I died, man. (laughs) And everyone was like, no, you killed it. I was like, no one threw a chair, man. (laughs) Don't lie, man, I didn't do that well. No one threw a chair. They were like, they clapped. I was like, yeah, but no one threw a chair. (laughs) So I remember thinking, like, when I came here to do the semi-finals of Finding Women, I remember thinking, look I just need one chair on stage and I know I've got it and no one threw a chair and I got through to the finals and I was in shock I was just like oh my god I'm funny oh my god and then the, the finals at the comedy store and again like same thing killed it to pieces and then won the whole goddamn thing do you know what I mean yeah. and then afterwards everyone kept telling me I should go to Edinburgh and I was like why what's like, I didn't know there was a thing there I just thought like <laughs> I thought, I was like, why do all these people want me to go to Edinburgh? Like, well, <laughs> you go to Edinburgh. Like, oh, fuck, I'm in Croydon. I am fucking saying Croydon, okay? You go to Edinburgh. Like, I didn't, didn't realise there was a whole thing in Edinburgh called, it, like, they were just like, go to Edinburgh. I was like, you're a dickhead. So, but I actually went to Edinburgh and I was like, oh shit, this is a thing. Yeah. I had no idea. I was so new to the whole world of comedy before I won the final. that's
0: often a good thing. You know, it's often good to be doing your own thing and you, you know, you don't yeah. know. The, you know, then, then you stand out. Exactly. I mean, Funny Women's a great, it was, you know, it's been going for a good long yeah. time now, and it's good that it's there, and it's, it's paying the dividends. Of, you know, I think there are, back 10, 15 years ago, there weren't too many female No,
1: now there's loads. There. There there's still There were loads when I started, but I feel like more are on TV now, which is yeah. great. There still needs to be more work in that. It's still a bit shit,
0: it is. but I'm trying
1: to change that one yeah. step at a time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, guys.
0: Well, what's all you doing? I mean, you've been out to LA, and see exciting yeah. things that happened for you in LA. Yeah. But I don't think you're allowed to talk about yet. Yeah, but...
1: no. So basically, with LA, so what? Ha- what had happened was? Wo- what had happened was? Um, when I was like starting out, I just saw. So when I started comedy, I've been doing comedy ten years. When I started, Jeannie Ashray had just gone to LA, and she just left. And that was my only source of like black women in comedy, and she fucked off. So I was like, oh shit. And then Andy Osho was my home girl for a bit, then she fucked off. And I was just like, oh, who, who?" And then Idris Elba went to my uni and he went to America and was in the wire and then got Luther, and everything was like amazing for him. But I remember before he went to America, he was in family affairs and no one gave a shit. <laughs> Idris Elba was in family affairs. <laughs> Idris, sexiest man on the planet, Elba was in family affairs and no one gave a shit. He went to America, got the wire, Lufo! No! You're not gonna do me like that, but I just thought America's the only way I'm gonna get famous in the UK because they don't give a shit about black people. So in the head, in the back of my mind, I just knew that that was something I had to yeah, do. It's
0: true, you know. It's true. It's tragically yeah. true. and shown over and over again, and all a, a lot of black actors, male and female actors, are going to America. Oh my God! Being huge in America. Oh and, my God! And we're doing Family Affairs. Family Affairs. In the, in like, do you know how
1: disrespectful that You're is? Lucky. We had Idris Elba in Family Affairs,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Channel Five. What? But um, I'm really good friends with Daniel Kaluuya, who's the star of Get Out and Black Panther and Widows, and he was like, "Go to America," and I was like, "I'm gonna see what you do first. I'll watch you." And then he went, "Boom!" I was like, "Oh shit, I need to go." And um, I was frustrated at that point, at a point because I couldn't get my own TV show. So I've never had my own TV show over here. I've nearly had my own show eight times. Right. Eight. Goddamn times. And I watched people that I started out with go on to be superstars. So I did a Radio Four show, um, as a sitcom that I wrote, just a pilot, but aired on Radio Four and I had to fight to get Ramesh Ranganathan to be in it because they were like, we don't think he's good enough. And I was like, he is. The, he needs to be in it, he's got talent. This was 2013. I was like, Ramesh has got something, put him in it. Then he went on to be Ramesh. And I was like, oh God, then Catherine was Catherine. I remember doing eight out of 10 Cats tryouts with Josh Widdicombe and Josh being like, you're really funny, man, you'll get on this before I do. Then Josh got on it and I didn't, he became Josh. And Jack Whitehall, I remember him crying drunk at some place in edinburgh and i was like who's this come here who's this sad white guy come here babe come and i remember like stroking his face like why the fuck who's this guy and then my friend was like that's jack whitehall he's just had a scandal about him in the press about cocaine or whatever i was like oh he'll never make it boom he became a thing and so i remember watching every one of my like peers just be massive and i was just like I'm not going to be big here. I'm going to have to go there. And I was frustrated at the fact that no one would give me my own show. So I just wrote stuff. I wrote 25 sketches in three days. And... Um, uh, I was sleeping with this guy at the time who happened to be a cinematographer. And um, <laughs> I was then made him my boyfriend. I, did, I slept with him first and made him my boyfriend. And then he filmed these sketches for me. I directed them and then I got my friends to be in them and I put them on YouTube yeah. and just put them out there so people could be like, if I die, people will know that I was fucking talented. Do you know what I mean? Like, people will be like, that London Hughes, we should have given her our own show. Like, I wanted that. So, so there's No
0: Filter, these are No It was, the was no called filter. No
1: Filter, yeah. yeah. So I just put them out on YouTube um, two years ago. Right. And uh, an American company, a management company, were just on YouTube, just clicking, living their best lives. And they stumbled, <laughs> they, <laughs> just clicking, clicking. And they stumbled across the videos and was like, who's this amazing chick? And I was like, it's me. And then <laughs> they signed me. And I had to fly out to Beverly Hills to meet with them. And then literally the shit that's happening for me now, you ain't even gonna, oh, shit in L. <laughs> My life has changed completely. I, just came, I came back from LA yesterday and the stuff that's happening right now, the, the, the opportunities that I'm getting and the things that are about to happen for me, Oh, my God. I'm going to write a memoir. I'm just going <laughs> I'm sure I'm to be like tales of a black girl that wasn't appreciated in her own town, had to go to LA, and now everyone's on her dick. It's good, that's... That's
0: a good, it's a good title.
1: That's the title. That's Thank you. Title. Yes. Thanks, babe. But that's the, the
0: title. The no-filter thing is, you know, it's all there. You can, It's all up yeah, now. Yeah, I was watching it's all it today. There. And it's kind of interesting because it's brilliantly... They're, they're, it's beautifully shot now, I know why. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh,
1: Sometimes you got to fake it till you
0: make it. But you know they're I mean? lovely little sort of three minute, two or three minute vignette things. And there's a beginning, middle, end. And they're really well acted. There's lots. Of, I mean, there's a lot of black actors in there. Yeah. Because uh, I
1: know about diversity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I you mean, would think that the UK would be falling out. You know, they, they claim, you know, yeah. TV claims they're falling over. It's to bullshit. Oh, we need to find, but we can't find people. It's bullshit. And I feel
1: like they just say it just to say it. Yeah, yeah. They don't actually want it. Because if they actually wanted it, it would happen. But it's just like we need to be seen to be saying it because we're in a time where you can get called out for that kind of stuff. Yeah, obviously.
0: sure. I mean, it's difficult, isn't uh, you know, it? It's a very competitive uh, market, and it's yeah. a very, you know, very competitive job, and it's the kind of thing people get their feet under the table, and it's hard yeah. to shift those people from, you know. So everyone's struggling a little bit, but you would, th- you know, everyone goes, oh, positive discrimination, you know, and there's all these people, you know, <laughs> queuing up waiting to be discovered. Oh my God! And, like literally,
1: yeah. like I've been here. I was like. I'm just waiting for everyone to figure out how awesome I am. Like, you know when you just know that you're awesome and it's just like, you look hurry up, man, because I've got things to do. I've got my life to live. But they finally figured it out now and yeah. I'm fucking off. Like, it's always the way. But, but it's yeah. great
0: that you, you know, it's great that you just put together and did those things. And yeah. They, they, you know, they, I don't know if they, they, they haven't had like thousands no, of they thousands, haven't of had thousands of views. No, they haven't even
1: had thousands of views.
0: So there's quite low counts on those. Yeah. I think there's someone out there making all this stuff yeah. Showing you it's there, yeah. and so you know it's, it's Admiral A that you went out and just did it, and that is the way to you go forward. Get it out go there. Go out there. Keep working. Keep working. But also, there's people producing the stuff that these are all little tiny short films. That's you what know, I'm they, saying. Yeah, yeah. So the talent
1: is there, like YouTube, and everyone messages me like, "How'd you make it on TV? How'd you do this?" I'm like, "Babes, when I started, there was no Instagram. There was barely Twitter. Yeah. Barely Facebook." Like, now, we've got the whole world, like, how can I just... I wrote these sketches in my bedroom, like, watching Broad City and angry that we could never... There's no female equivalent of Broad City in this country, and there probably never will be. That's why they bring about Smack the Pony, because they just cannot make female content for some reason, even though Smack the Pony is amazing. But I remember just thinking, and typing all this stuff out, like, this will, this will show you. <laughs> and then now, I'm literally... I'm literally, like... I go, oh just living my best life. It's <laughs> good.
0: It's good. But that's yeah. you know, But that's what it's about. And that's that's. I don't know. It it is. It's 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 interesting that that you you can make it by doing that. And then it's interesting that that's all it takes. Even with something yeah. with three or five thousand views, which isn't it isn't a terrible amount. No, of but you. it's not massive. But it's, and then just the right person sees it, and then and you know, now the yeah I'm
1: going back out in um couple weeks to film a movie so right. <laughs> life is all right yeah but yeah you know, but
0: it's all equally terrible that that and you have been you know you've been around for a long time 10 years yeah Ooh. you've had about 10 different names <laughs> yeah
1: miss london miss in the london, beginning were, yeah. but i had to change the miss london thing because there was actually like a miss london pageant, right. and the pageant the pageant winner was like bitch that's me <laughs> i was like that's you this year i mean i'm miss london all the time but um I had to change it to just my name, so yeah. because That way, people weren't confusing me. Even though I am pretty enough to be a pageant winner,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not a pageant winner. So, but yeah.
0: Oh, terrific! Uh, well, it's very well. There's and um, there's lots of you've done. They've done a lot of a lot of weird stuff. A lot of you, weird I've stuff. I've done. I, what I really loved that was that series. It didn't get much. um uh, publicity at the time I don't think but Bad, Bad Bridesmaid Bad
1: Bridesmaid which was yeah we watched Bridesmaid that every rich. week because
0: well there was lots of people we knew on it but there was oh but, you know, my god that was a great show mate for that, for that kind of show
1: mate this is the thing about, this is, this is why this industry pisses me off. So there was a TV show called Bad Bridesmaid on ITV2. And it was a vehicle for young female talent. And it was where female comedians had to pretend that we were part of a bridal party. So the bride was in on it, but her bridesmaids weren't. And we had to go, go away. We had to go away with these brides and bridesmaids. And stay with them for like three days and do like a hen do with them, and we'd had to get the bride to do certain challenges, and she had to agree, because if she got through, if they, she got through the whole hen and none of her bridesmaids figured out that we were imposters, she won a honeymoon. So she was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And the comedians on it were uh, Annika Harry, Sarah Campbell, Anna Morris, um, I can't even remember who else. Holly Byrne. Holly Byrne. And there was one more, there was one more, and I'm so terrible. Oh, me. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> London news. So... <laughs> So, so anyway, so imagine, so everyone else, this is, why, this is why I feel like I go above and beyond for this industry and it doesn't respect me because, no, because listen to this, so everybody else, they had their characters and they had to just pretend to be other people. But at that time in my career, I was quite kind of known because I used to do a lot of kids TV. Yeah. So I couldn't pretend to be like Camilla Frush or something because... <laughs> That was the name, we're gonna go, Camilla Frosh. I couldn't be Camilla Frosh because they might be like, isn't that that chick from kids TV that gets gunged? Like that's, they might recognize me. Sure. So I was like, I'm just gonna be myself. And I had to be like the most terrible version of myself. So I decided, I came up with a character where I was just really narcissistic, really like all about me, which is so hard to do. <laughs> And um, I just thought I was way more famous than what I was. So in every little thing we had to do, we went away in like some massive estate thing and there was like horse riding and all that kind of stuff. And I had to always panic because paparazzi were like always there, even though they weren't. And um, I, had to, I had a lot of anxiety. So I was like, oh my God, I've got anxiety. I can't go bowling, I've got anxiety. And um, I was on the air diet, so I couldn't eat around any of the girls. So I just, every time we had dinner, I was like,
0: <laughs>
1: and I had to convince <laughs> and the thing is it's so hard because that a show like that when the camera's rolling I can turn it on but I had to keep the character up when the cameras weren't rolling actually even more so because every time the cameras went on if I started going But in real life, I was cool. They'd suss it. So I was actually even more crazy behind the scenes. And then in shows like that, it's all hidden camera. Obviously, the camera crew and directors are in on it, but they've got to pretend that they're not. So any crazy thing I was doing, the director would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what, we rehearsed this in my brain. I'm like, no, but it was such a... Like, psychologically, it messed with me. But what happened was I knew I was a sick actress because... I got to them girls so much that I got punched in the face. (laughs) Yeah! Punched in the face, Rich. They punched me in the goddamn face. (laughs) Let's be clear, they were from Hackney, so I expected that, but they punched me In the goddamn face. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, the final... (laughs) After pissing them off for four days straight and just being so, like... There was one point where we had to go... We had to play polo and I told the bride that I needed a back massage before the polo game and she was massaging my back and her her Hindu were her cousins and sisters. So, they were like, who the fuck is this chick? And why are you massaging her? Like, what is going on? And then the final, final thing was we had to do a photo shoot and we all got given these dresses to wear and the bride had three bridal gowns to choose from and backstage we we're all getting like trying on the dresses, and saying I like this one blah 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 and my I had to put on the, the wedding gown and come out for the photo shoot in the wedding gown and then the bride had to be like I had to say to the bride can I wear this to the wedding and she had to say yeah <laughs> so so we're all doing the shoot and then it's the final shots. And I just put on this dreading gown. And I remember every part of my body told me not to put this gown on, but, also, but I was like, you've got to do it for telly. You've got to do it for the industry. You've got to do it. Come on, you've got to do it. So I put this dress on and I came out and I was like, dan da, 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 da. And these girls just looked at me like, oh my God. What the fuck? And then the bride was like, I'll say she was mortified. She's like, oh my god, London, what are you doing? I'm like, play along, bitch. So I was like, da 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 And I was like, hey honey, can I wear this to the wedding? And she was like, Yeah, of course you can. And her sister was like, What the fuck? No, she ain't wearing that to my fucking wedding. I'm tired of you. And I and my character was not confrontational. And which is even more annoying. So anytime the girls were mad at me, I had to be like, What do you mean? I, I just I It's just a dress. Like, it's just a normal dress. Like, you guys look pretty. I look pretty. It was that kind of attitude. And that pissed them off even more. So the sister got in my face and she was like, you've been pissing me off for four days. Now you're going to put this dress on? I was like, what? What is your problem with me? It's all love, babe. I go to give her a hug and she goes, bow, in my face. (laughs) And I remember just thinking,
0: oh, my God.
1: But I'm such a good actress. I just held it down. And I went, why did you hit me? (laughs) <laughs> that was my response and in my head I was going it's going to be great TV same character same character and then ITV cut it out of the show oh. cuz they said it would lower the tone of the show <laughs> I got punched for nothing. So I take, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm so good. I'm punching you your face yeah. good. That's like London Hughes. So it's life, it's life. But yeah, it was such a good show and it aired um, in 2014. They didn't give it a second series, not quite sure why. But, um,
0: well, it's weird yeah. again because it was, it was a really good showcase for new comedians, female comedians. Yeah. And, you know, and it was an incredibly difficult. Job because mm. you were, because exactly that you were in character, yeah, for three or four days. And because
1: I was being me, yeah. it was even weirder, yeah. Because if I was paying Camilla Frush, it'd be like, So, we want about Camilla Frush, that's Camilla Frush. But they were talking to me, they were yeah. like, London Hughes, you're terrible, <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you're horrible. And even before the reveal, because at the end, we reveal that it was all a joke and I'm an actress, and right before the reveal, one of the bridesmaids knocked on my um, hotel door and was like, basically had a go at me for an hour right. and she basically was like you're disgusting i would never let my son watch you on tv you're ugly you're this you're that you're this and i actually cried after she left oh, and the producers were like in the next room and they came in and they were like you're all right and i was like i better get a fucking bath for this shit <laughs> i remember just being so upset And they were like, keep it together. You've got an hour till the reveal. And when I revealed that it was all a joke, they didn't even believe me. (laughs) I stood there and I was like, I'm an actress. They were like, sure. You're acting now, and I'm like, no, I am an actress. And even the bride was like, I've won a holiday, guys, be happy. Like she's an actress, and they were like, oh my god, I'm so shocked. I thought you were really a dickhead. I was like, I'm not, <laughs> just half a dickhead. Yeah. A little so, bit of a bit. but it was fun. I'm really happy. Did they happy. say sorry for being No. <laughs> they didn't even say sorry. They didn't even say sorry. That's how much I pissed them off. They were like, she deserved it at the time. So, yeah, <laughs> show business.
0: <laughs> Well, it was was a really great show. It's a shame they didn't do more of those. But it's, 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 that's the way it is, isn't it? And it's, and it's a business that isn't, well, you've had this experience where the the makeup ladies didn't have makeup for you. Put hot chocolate
1: on my face, Rich. Do you know, you don't know this story? It wasn't, I did it. Oh, mate. So I used to present CBBC, as you well know, because you know me now. And um, at the time, this was 2012, they didn't have, makeup artists, like they didn't have one makeup artist. They had loads that just came through on rotation. Yeah. And one week, one of the makeup artists just didn't have any makeup for black people. And at the time, uh, we were at BBC Television Centre and the only I'm on air at like 7.30 in the morning. So the only place that's open is Waitrose in Westfield. Yeah. And um, she she realised that was black and then panicked, and instead of going, oh, I'll ring up a friend or a makeup artist friend and get some black makeup, or, you know, I'll just find some makeup from someone or buy some makeup from a shop, she was like, I know, I'll go to Waitrose, I'll buy hot chocolate powder, and I'll put that on her face. And so she did that, and I didn't know. So she was putting this powder on my face, and I was like, oh, it smells... It smells, smells chocolate, And she literally said, oh, well, it is called cocoa. And I was like, okay. And then she did it and I looked like one shade of gray. Like it was weird. It did not look good. And um, she left and I went through her makeup bag, which you're not supposed to do, but I was like, you know what, Let me, I need to see. And I saw this tub of Waitrose organic hot chocolate. And I was like, no, cause she might just be thirsty. Let me clarify that that's what she put on my face. And so I went to the producer and I was like, can you please ask this woman what she put on my face? Cause I look one shade of Gollywog right now. And I need to know. I can say it because I'm black, you can't do it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed to say. It. I was like, I need to know what she did. And yeah, she she admitted it. She said she put hot chocolate on my face. She panicked. Yeah. She didn't have any makeup for black people. I mean, and yeah. It I was, mean, it's yeah. terrible.
0: I mean, it's terrible on every level, but just the fact that they you're at the BBC I know. and there wouldn't just be. Like one black person has yes, come through well, at any point. That's the
1: thing. But I, when I told the story, my friend Otis, who um, he's on the Gadget Show. Do you know Otis? Black guy. Lovely man. Same thing happened to him. Right. So he was doing live and kicking. And they put Tesco's hot chocolate powder on his face. Yeah. But they told him. But he, he, at the time he was young and was like, hey, yeah, sure. They're like, you're so dark, Otis. I'm just going to have to just put on the hot chocolate on your face. <laughs> and he was like, All right. And so it's, how, it's how, what I'm saying. Everyone's shocked. I'm like, no, but it's happened before. It's not even like crazy. It's happened to someone else that I know. So yeah.
0: At least you got waitros though. So
1: I got waitros. <laughs> hey, I've made it. <laughs> I've made it
0: rich. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Talk about an upgrade. I mean, I got I a mean, It's,
0: it's unbelievable, mean, you know. Yeah, It's kind of unbelievable. I mean, I believe you, but it's unbelievable.
1: No, but the thing is, I feel like it's unbelievable to people that don't think about those kind of things. Because you will never, you're obviously not a woman, but you would never have to think... I'm never
0: on TV, so it's never an issue. (laughs) (laughs) But But I do always eat my makeup off my face, so I'd love it if it happened to me.
1: (laughs) You'd never have to think about stuff like that. So that's why. And everyone's like, oh my God, i like... I can't believe that happens, Like, but you, but other black people are like, "Yep, yeah, I can imagine that that happens because they have their own thing. So I always bring makeup to set now, wherever I go, just in case a bitch wants to put some hot chocolate on my face. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. But all that stuff happened, so much stuff like that happened, like at the BBC, um, the, the Radio 4 show that I was telling you about with Ramesh, um, it was called 28 Dates Later, and the cast was me, Ronya Maguire, Humphrey Kerr, Arinze Kenny, and Ramesh Ranganathan. And the audience was really like, it was Radio Fit, sold out crazy audience, crazy energy, big laughs, diverse audience and I remember like finishing it and being so proud of like the reaction and even the people that worked at radio theatre were like I've been here 20 years and I've never heard laughter that loud because usually it's like middle class now show laughter like Do you know what I mean
0: that's
1: it. that kind of <laughs> thing is <laughs> that kind of that's what they're used to, that kind of laughter yeah. but the laughter was like, because I'm so funny, the laughter came from the gut <laughs> (laughs) and everyone was like roaring with laughter and then afterwards my producer at the time who worked at the bbc she's a great woman she was on my side but (laughs) after the reaction um these bbc execs were like oh my god london the reaction from the crowd was amazing like you must be so proud and my producer the woman who's on my side white woman older white woman but still lovely she turned around and said oh yeah but that's because black people are loud and the whole audience were pretty much black so it's just what that's why and like, the, first of all, the audience were diverse. So it wasn't just like a whole black audience. And also, what? <laughs> like, so then the execs, the BBC execs looked at me like, oh my God, did she really just say that? And this is someone on my team. Yeah, so yeah. I had to just be like, yeah, us black folks be loud. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. We're just so loud.
0: <laughs> Literally. Yeah, well, it's, you know, but it's, it's... They won't have had any experience, yeah. so they're sort of these awkward white middle class people tr- yeah. probably trying to say the right thing. And then, but the
1: thing is, some black really people are loud. But some black know. people are loud, but not all of us are no, loud. No, no, so no. Like, yeah, just so yeah, you, you know, like, we're not all loud. I am, yeah. <laughs> but we're not all loud. But yeah, so stuff like that, having meetings where you just go to meet someone at, for. a a TV exec or whatever and they go and greet you with a fist bump instead of a handshake and you're just like what the hell give me my reparations what's happening <laughs> like what the fuck is going on what the fuck is going on Britain what the fuck is going on so yeah racism no I wouldn't even call it full on racism because I don't believe that people are racist it's just get more black friends get some funny tinged friends guys <laughs> shit in hell we all need a funny tinged friend everyone needs a funny tinged friend Everyone. Jesus. How many funny tinge friends do you have?
0: Like, so many. Uh, are you sure?
1: <laughs> rich? Am I your only funny tinge friend? I don't have
0: any friends. I don't <laughs> have any wife friends.
1: Get some funny tinge friends,
0: <laughs> man. You're after you have uh, to. Carton Dixon was in, uh, it's Rich Not Judy. He's, he was funny. Oh, really? Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine. No, he, was, he was very loud. Very <laughs> loud. He was very loud. <laughs> Shit, Ed. <laughs> You do do a lot about dating. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you're a young woman. It's. Yeah. So you're also on Celebs Go Dating. Yeah. That's, that's a real. That
1: was mental. That's reality.
0: Right? Yeah. Reality I've always TV. wanted
1: to do reality because I auditioned yeah. for Big Brother and I feel like I'd be good at reality. And so when Celebs Go Dating were like, we want her, I was like, yes. Pay me to date white guys on TV. Yes. <laughs> of course I'll do that. Free food and everything. Of course. So I went there and I am single and I am single. And every day's an opportunity to catch a dick. So I'm just, you just gotta, let, you just gotta say it. You gotta lay it out that my man might be here. So you just lay it out. So I am single. And I went on the show thinking that I could find love, could catch a dick, could get more famous. It was so much things, so much pluses to do in yeah. that show. It was crazy though. Reality TV's insane. All reality TV stars are mental. They all <laughs> should see therapy and they are horrible people. And I'm, I'm classed with them now. I get packed and shit. Like if I tweet something, it's in the Daily Mail. If I go to an event, I'm getting packed. It's crazy. Yeah. I love it. I love <laughs> I love it all. But it is, it's very non-comedian. Because comedian like, look at James. Like, James, I asked James to come to an event with me, um, like, to get packed, and he literally nearly choked on his tongue. He was like, I'm not doing that. Like, he, he's just, like, the cool comedian. And I'm like, everybody look at me, comedian. This just a weird thing. But I love well, it. Yeah,
0: there is a kind of, there, there there's might be a little bit of snobbishness in that area. Into yeah. The, in, you know, in some of the stand-up.
1: Oh, stand-ups are fucking snobby as fuck. Yeah. I hate them. No, they're alright. Do you know what? I think it's just. Do you know what it is? It's just middle. It's just middle class bourgeois beige bullshit. And then there's like some cultural droppings of awesomeness. But mainly comedy in Britain is just middle class bourgeois bullshit. So whenever, yeah, fuck Fuck them all. So whenever someone like me comes along, it's like, oh, she's so refreshing because you're so used to the same bullshit. But I think that you
0: know, but you are you're you are unusual in that in that you know this. Confidence and you know, in the, the in your face thing, yeah. It, you know, I think it, I think maybe it, it, it there's, a, it sort of is off putting to some people. Why maybe. would that
1: be off putting? Well, I'm fit people as well. are. what do you mean? Are, this is what I'm saying, off putting, off putting. I'm a queen, people, rich. I'm not having it. I'm not having uh, it.
0: Not to me. No, I need a I'm drink.
1: A, he said that was off putting. Not to that me. That is ridiculous. I'm it a, is ridiculous. I'm a queen. You would love, <laughs> bruv, would you be intimidated by me?
0: I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. Rich. In to some Rich. people, they you know. Me.
1: I guess. I guess. I'm charming. I'm not <laughs> This is what I'm saying. This is the British thing. This is why I'm fucking single. Because I'm off putting. <laughs> this is this is awesome. I'd love it if I, um, I met me as a man. Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Morning. Thank you. <laughs> All these I... Basic bitches, just with their meh, 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 and you got me, you know. I'm not me. saying.
0: I'm not saying it's their problem, not your problem.
1: But this is the thing this is, that's a British thing. Is like, yeah. oh, she's she's a woman who's confident and loud, so it's like, ah, my penis is shrinking. No, <laughs> your penis should be standing fully erect. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's wrong with men these days?
0: It's a it's fully as erect, erect. as it will go. That's that's what it is. Jesus, that's, that's as far as it goes now.
1: This is what should be happening, Rich. Fully erect. Well, for me. I don't. I
0: don't. But I, I don't. I've always loved funny women. I've always loved confident women, and I've never understood that when they say women who are funny don't get yeah. guys. Yeah.
1: Because if I was a dude, oh my! Have you seen? Alright, So most of the comedians out there, they're not all that fit, yeah. You should see their wives and girlfriends. <laughs> Fucking hell! They are stunning. They are. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen Katie? She's oh, oh! You're punching. You are punching. That's what I'm saying. Like these. these These average looking to ugly comedians with these stunning... (laughs) (laughs) With these stunning, awesome, skinny, beautiful, model, smart, intelligent, amazing wives and girlfriends and baby mothers. And then there's like awesome people like me and we're just like, just single.
0: Like, yeah, it's just that. You should be sad. single. You should be single for now. I mean, it's. You think so? Yeah. Well, A, you want to have a yeah. stellar career. You want to go to LA.
1: Yeah. You don't, a man would hold thing. me back in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, like, you're young. You want to yeah. enjoy yourself. You want to enjoy, you know, I think yeah. you do probably enjoy yourself. Yeah,
1: um, I do. And I have a lot of sex as well. And yeah, that would probably. That's, that's, yeah. that's
0: what I was going for. Got to get
1: mine. <laughs> Got to sit on a couple of faces a week. So that's how. That's how you get the blood flow going. Got to sit. Yeah. I'm funny, it's powered by face sitting. That's why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah,
1: this is fun, Rich. This, I'm having a good time. I'm having a real good time, Rich. I'm having I'm a great having time.
0: I'm having a great time too. That's yeah,
1: great, isn't <laughs> it? I'm, adro- I'm enjoying myself. This I is feel fun. like
0: Lemba Opic
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who actually asked me for my number? Did he? That me. Yes.
0: <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah.
1: He actually did. It was amazing. He's <laughs> got such raw energy, that man. It's wow. crazy. Crazy.
0: He was in a terrible hang gliding accident. What a shame. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a shame. It's a shame it that that's awful. It's awful to happen to anyone. Um, I'll, I'll ask you some emergency questions. Not that we need them, but let's see where we go. Let's see where we go. Um, oh, well, look, well, this is opened up at... Uh, oh, I'll ask you this about... Uh... What is it? <laughs> it's on um this comes from a, a uh, i was talking to richard Osman, who does world cups of things i like him he's lovely he's a good man uh, he's a huge fan of mine yeah he he's
1: actually randomly he actually yeah. is <laughs> Bless him. um
0: i proposed a world cup of stds to
1: Ah, stop to <laughs> no. which std
0: would win a world cup of sexually transmitted diseases
1: would win you?
0: yeah which is the best i feel like AIDS,
1: aids would win but it would lose because you'd be dead yeah i mean i would say <laughs> like I'm gonna say. You can herp- look at it
0: both two, two ways. You can say which is the worst yeah. sexual which I'm, is the best sexual. I'm gonna judgment. say
1: herpes.
0: Herpes, yeah. Yeah, think fling that's... out
1: herpes. Because
0: it never goes away.
1: It never goes away and it comes comes back. Yeah. So
0: To remind you.
1: That you have her- Well, do yeah. you know? I wouldn't know.
0: Well no, I know I, I know all about uh, really.
1: I was I in a sex education film when I was 14. <laughs> it was called Swings and Roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this
0: is... Yeah. <laughs>
1: And there's a a show that I'm on on Channel 4 about sex education. And you know when you watch celebrities on TV and they show you a thing of before you were famous? I remember watching celebs on TV as a kid and they'd be like, this is you before you were famous. And they'd show a clip of them auditioning for some bullshit. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm famous and that happens to me. Well, it happened to me. So I was on this sex education show for Channel 4 just talking. And they showed us clips of old sex ed videos throughout time. Some of them are terrible. And then they showed me mine. And I was like, oh my God, and I'm 14. And I literally, the, the fucking comedy in me, even in a sex education <laughs> film, I'm funny. I'm so funny. Like I'm 14 and there's one line where I'm sitting on a bench and this girl, she's just like had unprotected sex. And I literally look at her and I'm, I'm, I'm the good one in the, in the, in the sex just education had film. It in
0: the, just had unprotected sex yeah, in So of
1: you. No, no, no. So, the storyline was like to make it relevant to kids. Yes, okay. So I was, I I moved, my mum bought a hotel in Brighton when I was 14. So I grew up in Brighton. And now there's nothing to do but fucking have babies in Brighton. And that's what everybody was doing. So they made a sex education film relatable to the youth. So obviously I wanted to be famous. So I got myself involved in that. And my character didn't have sex, but she was like the moral compass. And I was chatting to this girl, she just had sex, she felt down on a park bench, and she's like Oh, okay, well, I'm going to go... I'm going to go to the clinic um, to make sure... She was going to get the morning-after pill because he came inside her, do you know what I mean? So she went and got... They'll do that. She went and got the (laughs) morning-after pill. She went and got... (laughs) What does that even mean, (laughs) (laughs) bitch? I've got visual images of you right now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have... So she was like... So she's upset and she's like, I'm gonna go get the morning after pill. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, there's something else. What is it? ABC? DVD? (gasps) STD! And literally the comedy timing (laughs) at 14 was just immaculate. And I watched it back like, "I'm I'm a fucking genius. Even then, like, and it's good. Uh, it's coming out on Channel 4 maybe in a couple months. You can okay. see my reaction to seeing me before. It's great. <laughs> but um, I didn't learn that much from that, really. But, yeah, STDs are a thing. Good.
0: They are a thing. And if yeah. watch out for them, just wear a Johnny. I know
1: that you want to wear ask me more questions on this book. Yeah. But I need, I want to talk about something. You
0: can. You can talk about anything. Can I? Yeah, yeah.
1: I want to talk about this. Do you know about the Whoopi Goldberg thing?
0: Uh, yes, yeah. Talk about this, actually, yes. Yeah. I was going to get onto that. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, let's... Audience, do you want more questions? Or do you no. want to hear about the Whoopi to hear Goldberg? About Whoopi do you want to be Whoopi Goldberg? Thing? Okay, so I thought you'd ask me about this, but you haven't. I haven't
0: so yet. I was saving up.
1: Oh, would you actually? No, it's right, but it's oh, getting... babes, I'm sorry. Do your That's job. Like... Do you know what you asked what me? Is, uh...
0: <laughs> you know what I'd love to see is you traveling around the world with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh,
1: well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah. Because so I've got a story about that. <laughs> so... <laughs> so last year. Um, I, uh, I had loads of meetings about having a TV show and I really wanted a female-led travel show because that would be amazing and there aren't any. And I was like, let's just do one. And the company I worked with were like, who would you love to do one with? And I just said, Whoopi Goldberg, like you would say Beyonce, do you know what I mean? And they were like, okay, cool, we can make that happen. And they contacted Whoopi, Whoopi said yes. So <laughs> most of the time when you make TV shows, the talent is the last to happen. Like you get the TV channel interested and then we say, we can try and get Whoopi Goldberg and you fight for that. Which is crazy, but in this situation, we got Whoopi, so Whoopi was on board. So Whoopi said yes to doing this TV show with me, and it'll be me and Whoopi going to America, traveling around. And I want to be, I want to be her because she's the only black female household name in comedy. Only. Full stop. You could say Whoopi in Basildon, Whoopi in Skegness. They'll know who the fuck you're talking about. She's the only black chick that you can on that level. Mm-hmm. And since her. There's been nothing, it's been a big 20 year gap of nothing. So I was like, as a kid, I want to be Whoopi. And the dream is still to be as big as her. So to do a show with her, I'm like, oh my God. And a travel show as well. And like me and Whoopi getting drunk on tequila shots and just living our best lives. And her giving me like, like you know, mentoring and just funny shit. So anyway, we got the TV, we got Whoopi, we got the production company. All we had to do now is get a channel involved, which should be easy. <laughs> no. No, no channels wanted it. Like, no channels. Like, none. And let's be clear, Russell Howard and Mum was on its fifth series. on <laughs> Ramesh Ranganathan's mum gets more work than me, trust me. Bradley Walsh has got a show with his fucking son. But nobody wanted me and Whoopi. So, after, like, I don't even know, like, what your brain does when you find out you've got a show with Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg's agreed to be in a show with you, but nobody wants that show, it's mental. I'm surprised I didn't like drink myself into depression. I was just like, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this, this is last year. So like, I cannot believe I had a show with Whoopi Goldberg and nobody wants to make that show. What the fuck? So then I let it go. But then on New Year's Day, Sister Act was on. <laughs> and I'd had four Baileys. And you know when you just wanna express yourself? So I was like, I was actually, like, oh, fuck it. I remember picking up my phone with the babies in my hands, like watching Sister Act being like, I just think it's funny how in 2017, no, 2018, mm-hmm. me and Whoopi had our own TV show. She agreed to do a travel show with me, and no TV channels wanted it. In the future, can we have more female led travel shows and not just comedians and their mums? And that tweet went viral. <laughs> and um, it blew up. And next thing you know, all other female comedians were coming forward like, I pitched a show and they said no. Julie Yashray pitched a show and they said no. Um, uh, Tiffany Stevenson had a show and they pitched a show and they said no. And then we worked out, Tiffany wrote down every single male comic that had their own travel show. And it was like, fuck loads. And it was just like, male comics and their friends, male comics and their mums, male comics and their dads. And it was just like, all this stuff. And then the only female comic was Susie Perkins. Once. One time. And everyone was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like, what's going on? And so... Basically, that tweet spurred people getting upset and realizing how TV works. Because everyone's like, oh, what's all this shit on TV? And it's like, we try and make shit for you, then the people in charge decide whether or not you guys want it. And that's bullshit. So I was like, let me see if the people want it. And the people wanted it. They were up in arms. And then next thing you know, The Guardian were doing interviews. <laughs> and um, now, all of a sudden, people are interested in the show with me and Whoopi Goldberg.
0: Well, it's, so, um, uh, yeah it's extraordinary it's really ex- I was actually funny enough I talked to this I was my wife at this on Valentine's Day oh of oh, course cool. we, like, we had like not quite an argument but over our Valentine's dinner because I was saying that like the travel shows are the ones that they do give to established people so they go it's an easy it's an easy from their point of view it's an easy TV show yeah so you go you get someone established and you yeah. send them somewhere and then people they know people will watch yeah so I was saying like for some people like if that to pitch that that's a bit of a stretch because you're going when you're not yet well known and you're saying let's do this travel show. But I said, I can't believe Whoopi, they, they had yeah. Whoopi Goldberg who is better than, than. Jack, Jack Whitehall and, yeah. or even Yeah, know, of course. Whoever. And Joel and, and I love Jack Whitehall is the World
1: Hall. and I love them. Yeah.
0: But, but yeah. That's a proper Hollywood
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I know like you're saying it's twenty years, thirty years, but her career's still going. Yeah, she th- but they and, do you know
1: what? A lot of the comments were Whoopi Goldberg's not relevant enough. Like, that's crazy. Like, this is what I'm saying. This is why Netflix does so well, because Netflix just puts out everything, and we decide whether it's a hit. Whereas TV, we're coming up with all these ideas, and the people in charge who have no experience in comedy, and a lot of them genuinely don't have friends, and they're just weirdos. And they're just like, I don't like it, so other people won't
0: like it, and that's that. Well, they're scared. That's the problem. And it's, that's a problem. I'm not saying they're right about even, like... You know, Tiffany Stevenson would do a great... Travel show. Yeah. Right? But that they're scared. So they're scared that... That's what are why, they scared what, of, Rich? Well, scared what are they, they scared of? They're scared that they'll commission something and no one will watch it and but that in the But that happens with dudes all the time. Yeah. Who the fuck yeah. watches
1: anything? Like, so many shit TV shows involving dudes happen. I'd rather a shit TV show with a chick like, we took a risk. None of you yeah, bitches of were risking shit. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I'd rather that.
0: Su- every successful TV show is someone taking a risk. And, and all the stuff that doesn't do very well is stuff people going, let's copy that other thing. So yeah. ne- nearly, nearly every time. And so it's, and that's why panel shows are all the same people because they go, oh, well, we know they work, they know well, they and dare we risk putting yeah. even one new person oh in the show. Oh my God, I've auditioned
1: you know? for eight 10 cats. Three times. And when you audition for out of ten catcher, like, you think you could just be, like, they just give it to you. No, you've got to, like, first of all, you've got to do a run-through in front of all the producers of, like, Channel 4 or whatever who make the show. And then you've got all the other comedians, and you're doing a run-through of the show, and everyone's trying to be funny. Then if you get through to that round, you do it all again with Jimmy Carr as the host. And if you get through that, then you get on the show. Three times I've got through to the Jimmy Carr round of that, and every time they say... Oh, we love London, we just don't think our audience would get her. But then the basic dudes that maybe said one or two jokes that are just like, just safe, relatable white dudes, they always make it on the show. And it was a ridiculous time of me watching all my friends go on the show and being like, If I'm not good enough, then that's one thing. But don't tell me I'm good enough and then say their audience. Just take a risk. And they'd always say, oh, if London's famous in her own right, then she can get on the show. So instead of me, they have, like, Jamelia. And it's just like, what is it that's... Why are you guys scared? It's just television and... I was on What the Week and I fucking killed that shit. So it's kind of like... You could take a risk on 8 out of 10 cats does Countdown. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but they There's so do. many politics in this industry. It is, but,
0: but those programmes in themselves are sort of quite safe. And, you know, like, yeah. it, let's do another panel show. Let's do... You know, they're not taking those chances. But I
1: feel like they have quirky white dudes, so. though. They'll have, like, yeah. the w- weird but, but white guys doing weird it's, shit.
0: It's insane, because I know everyone will say it. If you're on something, people will go, oh, positive discrimination. Oh, they've put one person in. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and yet... You know, it's like to say that Romish and Nisha are the only two funny exactly, Asian people in exactly, the country. Exactly. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. Or Kathy's the only funny
1: like woman yeah. in the in the country. And
0: so it's kind of crazy if that was the even if it was you know half the amount of people it should be yeah it's just that
1: like even with me every time i've got anything everyone thinks oh i'm like the token or i don't deserve to be there and i'm like you need to understand one how hard it is for women in comedy anyway on top of that i'm a black woman in comedy and i've been on tv for 10 years i have to be good to be on tv for 10 years being a black woman in this country because we make up like three percent of the country and less than one percent of television so if i'm that chick that's been on tv for 10 years best belief, I'm good at what (laughs) I do. So (laughs) thank you. So it's like, for me, when they say stuff like that, my friend, Ronnie McGuire, she always says like, male comedians, they get opportunities because they've got potential. Female comedians get opportunities because they have experience. So most female comedians don't make it until they're like mid thirties because they've done enough to warrant the opportunities that they're getting. And it's like, nah, I was funny then, I'm funny now. Hurry up before I leave for America, babe. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully, I always speak out about stuff like this anytime I can because I feel like people need to, under- I love TV. I'm such a fan of TV and I want TV to be a massive thing. I don't want Netflix to take over TV. I miss the days when you'd run home and just watch Gladiators or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Like the good old days when you're all around the TV watching Blind Date and like back in the day to be on TV, you had to be talented. Like Cilla Black could sing and dance. Bruce Forsyth could sing and dance. Even Michael Barrymore's out here singing and dancing. He's just a presenter. And I was just like, now you've got these reality TV stars that are just there for just being there and like no one has that like that you know that performance ethic anymore like oh I'm going to come and smash TV and be an entertainer and I still got that shit in my soul (laughs) so anytime I can and I feel there's an injustice especially with women in comedy and entertainment I have to say some shit so yeah that's my serious part of this podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it's good and what was amazing about that, that that tweet was the way that it you know just that it wasn't something that people had really said very much, but then this just explosion yeah. of l- everyone agreeing with you, all these, all the, you know, this of anger about it and of uh, the injustice of it, and I think then it does permeate through. You know, that's the thing, and that's when they, that's when everyone then goes, oh shit.
1: Yeah, and now my agent's getting calls like, oh, we're deciding to do an all-female-led travel show. My agent's like, yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) Like, my client started that shit. But it is... is, I'm happy that the tweet went viral. I'm happy that people are understanding that there are... It's just... It's not fair. It's so one-sided and there's so much work to do but hopefully now if this whoopee show gets made it's had it's got interest on itv and um, they are they are interested in it right now so if that gets made hopefully people will be like actually this is good so other shows that are with women in it aren't so much as a risk anymore yeah
0: well i, I think that's hopefully the way it's going to go although you know it's it's such a you know tv as you say might very well be irrelevant yeah in, it in will be but i feel
1: five. like if people don't give the people what they want, like a variety of shit, then of course it will be. That's why Netflix is so good. But I just want... I don't know, the young girl in me, I always wanted to be like the black black girl I never saw on TV. I didn't see black girls on TV because... Desmond's was um. <laughs> Desmonds was before my time, so um, yeah. I, I yeah I didn't. But the first black person I saw on TV was Angelica Bell on CBBC, and she made seeing her on CBBC made me want to be a CBBC presenter. So I got that tick, Did that at 21. And the next black woman, Whoopi Goldberg. So now I'm doing a show <laughs> with her. Tick. Yeah. So it's just kind of like that. I'm trying to just. Yeah, I'm just trying to be the funny black chick I never saw on TV that I still don't really see on TV. So, yeah, apart yeah. from myself. Oh, I'm on TV tonight. You're missing it. There you
0: go.
1: I'm on TV. You look, when you get home, go on and Catch Up and watch the stand up sketch show, 10 p.m. Oh, ITV2. Yes. That's on now. Na- what time is it? It's on now. I'm on, on TV that. now. Yes. Look at that. I'll go and
0: put the telly somewhere. Go on and when you get home, <laughs> watch it.
1: 10 p.m. ITV2. I'm very funny in it. So.
0: I have a feeling, London, that we're going to be seeing a bit more of you
1: thanks rich what because um, we're going to be friends in real life
0: yeah no not us. <laughs> no i'll never see you again <laughs> uh, and, uh, but that will be that will be your choice <laughs> I'll be ringing, I'll be, please come on now you're really famous no no richard i'm in hollywood
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've got a new show coming out i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about it but i'm gonna um when does this podcast it'll end? be a
0: couple of months oh
1: great so there's a show that i'm doing they won't tell anyone I mean, please do. I want, why, <laughs> that's why I'm telling them. Okay. I want you to. So there's a show on ITV called All Star Musicals, where oh, yeah. celebrities take on famous musicals, performing at the London Palladium. And the judges are like Elaine Page, Kristen Chennaworth, and the big genie in Aladdin, that funny singing, all singing black guy who I love. And we're, we're, I'm rehearsing for that now. Great. And so that comes out on the eighth, no, in March, mid-March, yeah, and the, the other celebrities, they don't know what's hit them, because they got me to do it. <laughs> so like, I'm going up against Alan Titchmarsh. What? <laughs> Come on, what's he, what, what's Alan Titchmarsh got on me? <laughs> Alan Titchmarsh gonna be shaking in his
0: boots. There he is.
1: Um, Alan Titchmarsh, the what's her name, Raquel from that? What's that show with Raquel?
0: Only fools and yeah, horses. Yeah, Raquel,
1: she don't know her name is in real life yeah. Raquel Raquel yeah and then some chick from emmerdale some dude from coronation street and joel domit <laughs> and i am going to win that show and when it comes out i want you to remember this conversation i want you to just send positive vibes i don't know if it's an audience vote or if it's the audience in the palladium but i don't even know but i need to win okay guys so positive vibes
0: you'll never beat Titchmarsh. marsh <laughs> But no I'm, doing,
1: I'm doing Chicago, I'm doing okay. Roxy, full-on dance number, <laughs> being funny and great, and um, I'm really excited about that because it's like primetime ITV, and I've never been on primetime ITV before, so hopefully when that show airs, it does wonders for me, and people go, oh, she's not a risk mm. anymore, she's an all-round entertainer, <laughs> she can sing and dance and be fit, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I'll catch a dick, and then everything no, will work out for me. You're going to
0: catch a few. Uh, Thanks, it's, uh, Rich! <laughs> ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, thank you, Rich. Uh, it's <laughs> London Hughes, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thanks, guys. Get home safe and respect yourself.
0: How do you like them sky potatoes?